Accomplishment Coaching is proud to present the following fine programming. Accomplishment Coaching, where coaches lead and leaders coach. AccomplishmentCoaching.com. Welcome to Heart Empowered Women Radio with your host, Clarice Connolly. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Heart Empowered Women podcast. My name is Clarice Connolly, and I am so elated for this episode. Every episode, I love to bring women who are living from their heart, living an empowered life, who's either faced adversity or are supporting other women who are in the face of adversity. And during this pandemic, there is nothing short of material, and I can't wait to jump in for how can we face this, be with it, understand what's happening underneath, and also like rise during this. So welcome to the episode, Cherie Burton. She is a pioneer, a spiritual psychologist whose evolutionary stand, speak, shine method transforms women into authentically embodied and empowered feminine leaders. And as a mother of six, an author, an international speaker, and host of the Women's Seeking Wholeness podcast, she's passionately driven to guide women, influencers to heal, influencers to heal, express, and create. Welcome to Heart Empowered Women, Cherie. Thanks for having me. I'm glad to be here. I am so excited because this topic is so relevant right now with everything COVID-19, like the pandemic that we're facing. Um, you know, I just, I don't even know where to start. Like how has your training, like the things that you're up to really ignited during this time? Yeah, so I have always been one to kind of look underneath the surface to see what's really happening. So while something might be manifesting physically, I like to look at the spiritual emotional indicators underneath to kind of see. So I was already... I've already been kind of that way. And then when this virus came, well, there's already been a feminine awakening on the planet just mm-hmm. with feminine energy and, you know, the Me Too movement and, you know, um, kind of extending beyond just equal rights. It's always, it's been more about honoring people's intuition and um, being more exclusive or inclusive, sorry, and more expansive as a, as a species. And then when this mm-hmm. happened, it was like, okay, this is a, this is a greater invitation for humanity to number one, connect to each other. Cause we are all seeing each other as separate. Um, and then to break down to what's most important. And then also to just allow, um, allow ourselves to experience a degree of transformation. So the virus I, I see is a gift. A lot of people do too, but of course it's going to come with a lot of loss and fear, but even those things, anytime there's a change, it has to accompany some kind of loss, some kind of, Mm. you know, crisis, Mm -hmm. because the Mm -hmm. virus really that we have had as a, as for for millennia, has been undermining the contributions of the soul and feminine intuition and Mm -hmm. not just women, but men, the, those gifts in men, men have had to swallow down their emotions for far too long in favor of being tough, 
So it's hurt the health of men. And then it's also silenced women in many ways to share their own intuitive gifts and their own wisdom and that kind of thing. So that's, I saw that happening before, but then when the virus came, I'm like, okay, this is the deeper invitation. I know. I love that so much too, because a lot of what I do on this podcast is I bring women who have faced adversity and their individual, like on their journey that is specific to them that other women around the world have likely also experienced. And it's sort of like a slow awakening where now you have every woman who's feeling something in this face of the pandemic, it mm-hmm. can use this as an awakening, like a call forward to really step into that feminine leader that they've always been and maybe mm-hmm. aren't awoken to. Um, so where do we start? Like, how does someone notice, like, what is happening? What are these stuck emotions that are coming up? Or how do we look at them? How do we even get started? Yeah, so the very first step in any kind of emotional transformation is just to be aware of yourself. The only emotions we're afraid of are those we can't own. So mm. or that, that are running away from us. So mm-hmm. usually um, when we do something we regret, for instance, it's not always premeditated. It happens in an instant. It's a knee-jerk thing and it happens from a place of unconsciousness. So the the first step is always to just be aware. It's like, where am I holding tension? Okay, maybe my shoulder's a little little tense. What is the message from my subconscious through my body in this pain point, in this tension point? And then it's like, there's a, there's been a lot of stuff on mind-body. That's kind of been my career is, is trying to understand the mind-body and how we trap emotions in different parts of our bodies or even systemically through our bodies. And, and Really, it's just um, unraveling that tension point mm. like a yarn, like a ball of yarn and going, okay, what might I be thinking, feeling, believing that's contributing to this ball of yarn in the form of muscular tension or pain in my body or stress? And so just being aware and letting, a lot of times, I mean, we've been taught since we were little kids, babies even, that our cries for pain or, or what we need are not like we we swallow down or stuff um, the deep the, the pain you know the ugly parts of ourselves if you will mm-hmm. because they're not socially acceptable or they're bad mm-hmm. like we get taught that in church we get taught that in school mm-hmm. even in our families so we we learn to get really adept at just not being aware we push it away we get it out of our mm-hmm. mind. Mm-hmm. And then pretty soon it becomes so big that we can't help but pay attention, which this is happening mm-hmm. on every individual right now in the planet. Mm-hmm. It's, no, it's no longer something we can just keep stuffing. Ignore. Yeah, exactly. And I love that too, because when you were talking, I sort of heard this, like, almost like this checklist forming, like, okay, my shoulder hurts. So on a physical level, it hurts. And then there's kind of this automatic, I think we've been conditioned to be like, okay, ibuprofen or like whatever, right? (laughs) Versus like maybe pause before we take the thing and just kind of question like, okay, how come it's hurting? And maybe not just like, you know, how come in a physical sense, but how come like, okay, maybe I've been sitting weird. How come I've been sitting weird? Oh, I'm noticing I'm feeling this. Like, how are you feeling? And then I love sort of when you were talking 
it's almost like, how about a spiritual level? Like, how's your spirit feeling? Or how's your soul feeling? Right. Um, it's not just like the heaviness of your heart, but it's like the heaviness you're almost like physically in an energetic way carrying. So I loved that sort of visual when you were talking that came up of like, how can we just really tap in and become aware that it's not just a physical pain? It can be attached to like our mind, body, soul, spirit. Um, yeah. I love that. So oh, that's so good. That's such a good awareness to have during mm. this. It's super easy to pop on the next Netflix series episode yeah. or, you well, know. Yeah. And our bodies are wired like we'd rather because of our fight or flight or freeze mm-hmm. response in our, in our brain, when we're confronted with something uncomfortable, we react one of three ways, just naturally, every person, I don't care how smart they are, enlightened or whatever, mm-hmm. to fight, fight or freeze. So the amygdala in the brain, when we're confronted with a painful emotion or something uncomfortable, we either bail <laughs> or mm-hmm. we freeze, like we just, um, like we get paralyzed in it or we mm-hmm. fight through it. Mm-hmm. And fight could look like bad too. It could look like a, a, a trauma response that's not healthy, mm-hmm. like committing a crime. So really um, the gift is not to do those, it's to be with the emotion. So when I say mm-hmm. wake up and be aware of it, it's like, oh, I'm afraid. Okay, there is a pandemic right now. I'm genuinely afraid. Mm-hmm. And that is better than just stuffing the fear and moving forward, but you work with it. So you journal through it, you light a candle, you put some, if the more that you can engage your senses, like, Mm. you know, put some, put some music on, grab your journal, light a candle, um, smell an essential oil, like do, do tactile things that help you explore Mm -hmm. that emotion. And so you can really dive into it and ride through the current of it, as opposed to just swallowing it down, stuffing it down. Um, Men and women handle the um, transference of emotion or the the surfacing of emotion quite differently. Men tend to go to um, kind of an apathetic state or more of a, I guess, an angry state. Mm-hmm. where they'll just, they don't know how to handle sadness because they haven't been trained. How does a boy be sad? How does a man be sad? So usually anger is a secondary emotion to sadness. So a lot of the planetary violence we're seeing is just generations of people being angry and not knowing how to deal with deep sadness. Um, so when when you keep asking yourself, what what is this anger about? What is it really about? And you go deeper and deeper and deeper into that. That's a very sacred process for each individual. And you could sit in a therapist chair and try to figure it out. And I'm Mm -hmm. not undermining that, but that can take years Mm -hmm. as opposed to the, the deep soul work of what is this really about for me and taking that time to just be in your private chambers um, and really kind of working through it and asking, you know, um, for people who are on you know, we're, we're all on a spiritual path. We just don't know. And everybody's spiritual path looks different, mm-hmm. but God can't take from us what we don't release. So you could say mm-hmm. the divine source or universal energy yeah. or whatever. If, if we, if they can't take that out of us, it's, it's, mm-hmm. we hold on to things and we have to like release them. So for mm-hmm. instance, we could pray for an emotion to go away or we can pray for that, but we can't pray to God to change our emotions. Mm-hmm. No, no 
spouse, no friend, no parent, no one who loves us, even God himself or herself, cannot mm-hmm. take away or change alchemically our emotions. We are the master and commander of those, and we decide what we're holding on to, beliefs and whatnot. So the deep work is about, hey, this is the way I'm feeling. Um, I can ask to be shown, but ultimately I have to release this. I have to choose to let it go. I love that because I feel like not, nobody's having that conversation. They're like, they are in, you know, maybe the woo woo areas, but then I, I come, I'm actually home in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And Mm -hmm. there's, there's not this like, um, conversation about like, well, let's let this go. Like, how do we just let these things go? It's just kind of like, Hey, you want to have a beer? Hey, you want to go, you know, watch a movie or a Netflix. And it's, I'm just seeing and hearing more and more people of like the avoidance strategy, which is no make wrong. But I'm like, Oh, like, how do we have this? Like, I hear like, Oh, letting go is just literally just saying like, I let this go and trusting that something bigger than you is going to help you with that. And I don't know that we're taught that. And so it's like, that sounds and seems so easy, but there's also mm-hmm. sort of like, does healing really need to be this complex and complicated hard, thing? Yeah. It sounds like a multi-layer experience. It is. And um, there are things on the earth, like nature really can help facilitate healing. So here we are all inside, right? And mm-hmm. we're trying, we're sequestering and it's an invitation from the universe to stop everything. It's like a big timeout. Um, I actually saw a really funny meme. It's like, Mother Earth is so mad that she's like, send us all to our rooms, <laughs> you know, because. Yeah. Been- <laughs> and it's like, how have we been treating the planet? How have we been treating, you know, a billion animals die- died in the Australian bushfires and the Amazon fires over the last, you know, X amount of months or years. Um, things have shifted. And so we have to come back into ourselves, but we have to immerse ourselves in nature mm. to really feel and, and get close to our own organic chemistry. So mm-hmm. elements of the earth, the sun, the sky, the feet in the earth, plants. Um, and it's, we're, thankfully, we're moving into spring. It's still quite cool in my area. I live in Utah, so Same. it's still kind of cold. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, but you can here. see the newness happening. It's going to be mm-hmm. I mean, this next month. We're going to see newness. We're going to, and that's another invitation to come out of winter solstice, if you will, or all the, you know, all that hibernation, and come forward and go. Okay, what am I? What is the newness here? What's the rebirth? What mm-hmm. you know? If I was a tree mm-hmm. and all my leaves just fell mm-hmm. off, and I was going to grow new buds, what would those be? And get intentional right now because this is the mm-hmm. time to, this is a, pl- it will be a planetary rebirth, but it won't come without a lot of, um, yeah, leaves falling off the trees, barrenness. Um, I, I love this sort of like, I also, you know, I, I feel like as a psychologist, um, there's even like the psychological part. So if you're not engaged in the woo-woo part, you're just not there yet, or it's, it's starting to get a little murky. Um, there's still the whole, like, if you're sitting indoors and you're stewing in your panic or hysteria or like the deep, heavy emotions, like physically moving your body to another room, another like outdoors, that expansiveness. So like, you're not, you know, swimming in the confined four walls that you were in while you're thinking and worrying is also like, it doesn't need to be woo woo. It's literally right. Like psychological, like scientific and 
so if you're like concerned that we're going a little too woo woo, there's still science behind that. There's still so <laughs> much science. Um, yeah. to just give it a try. Well, yeah, it's called a state change. You're probably familiar with that. So mm-hmm. anytime that we get um, stuck in an emotional state, um, the body has, we have the ability to create a state change. So there's, it's, there's a gap in between um, the impulse and the behavior. So when we get triggered by something, no matter what it is, well, let's just use an extreme example. Somebody who's an addict, and let's just say they're an alcoholic, um, and they get, and they're in recovery, and they get a craving, they get a trigger, something happens in the environment, and usually it is environmental um, that triggers us. But let's just say um, they get confronted with the opportunity to drink, and they've had a hard day or whatever, and there's a trigger. Mm-hmm. And so they get this impulse. Well, there's, um, there's this gap of time, or there's this little teeny window between the, the trigger and the response. And in that gap is where we want to create a state change. So um, it could be, it, it, that's why it's important to have a plan. So, hey, if I get triggered and I want to go back into an old pattern, what could I do? And it's exactly what you were saying. Get up, go mm-hmm. outside, um, move your body, go for a walk, um, you know, grab a sensory anchor of some kind. I love essential oils. I do a lot of um, mm-hmm. work with emotional aromatherapy. Um, do something that wakes you up to who you are or gets your body mm-hmm. moving and it needs to be physiological. And um, we can't think our way through that. You can't think your yeah. way through an impulse control situation. Your mind can train it. Yeah. Right. Your right. Mind you have created. to physically like move your body and go somewhere else mm-hmm. um, physically. So yeah, I mean that that you could liken that to like an emotion. So let's say you're being super triggered by fear and you're having anxiety. Well, actually there's a there's a trigger between the fear and the anxiety. The anxiety is actually the reaction. The the fear is the first response. So you have a gap. Oh wow. You have a gap okay. in between feeling the fear and actually going to full blank blown anxiety. And it's become so habitual for us mm-hmm. that we don't even know we have the power in between the fear response to not go to anxiety. So mm. there's a lot of sensory anchors you want to put in place so that when you have a fear response, you can do those things I talked about. You can light a candle or you can go for a walk or you can you know, put something inspiring on YouTube or, and watch it. Or you can do something that you don't go straight into an anxiety response. And, and anxiety in itself is a huge spectrum between having anxiety and a panic a disorder, you know, or panic attack. So same with depression. Um, usually there's a depression's usually chronic, so it's a harder thing, but you know, it's usually a thought process that triggers a full depressive episode. And it's also apathy. It's like an apathy or a low energy in the body. So when you start to going back to what we, st- we talked about being aware of yourself is always the first step in any kind of emotional transformation. And like you were talking about avoidance, like we'd rather like grab some, grab a drink or watch Netflix. Um, the deeper, more courageous work is going, Hey, I'm about to go into avoidance. I'm about to veg. Mm-hmm. I'm about to check mm-hmm. out. And this is not easy, this emotion I'm feeling or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, what, can I, what can I do to take the high road here and really work through the current of this, the energy of this emotion mm-hmm. in my body? What, mm-hmm. what could I do? What are my tools um, that I can grab 
or where can I go for a walk or how can I get in nature? What can I do right now between the trigger and the response? And when you do that enough times, you're going to, it's going to get sloppy at first. Mm -hmm. You have to be super compassionate. Yeah. Yeah. You have to be. You don't know what tool is going to work until you practice it and try it out. Yeah. I love that. And that's why, that's where the whole term practice came in terms of like Mm -hmm. spiritual path and spiritual practice, like yoga and meditation, because it does, it's not a one, a one off and you're like, Oh good. I I cured that fear. Like you're going to have fear. All of us, we are going to be, the whole job of life is how you manage fear. I'm convinced. Mm -hmm. Fear. Mm -hmm. We're in business, in relationships, in everything. Fear of intimacy, fear of being visible with other people in business, like fear, 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 fear. So if you could get really good as a practice at managing fear, you will separate yourself from 99% of the population. Um, just in terms of your contribution as an influencer and as and as a and a compassionate human being. So I'm kind of curious, like when you say that most of us are managing fear, that's kind of like what is the biggest thing that gets in the way? Like what else do you feel that keeps women from truly showing up as like their sovereign self, like the sovereign mm-hmm. queens that they're meant to be? in their like domain. Yeah, I love it. So I teach this thing called um, the queendom within. It's based mm-hmm. on a biblical scripture when Jesus was telling people that, you know, the kingdom of heaven is within you, doesn't come by observation. So everything you're seeking is, is already in you, like everything that you are looking for, it's already here. It's just a matter of accessing it. So I teach, I have a stand, speak, shine program, and I teach people how to go, mostly women I work with, but um, how to basically stop, breathe, and receive. So it's a matter of just kind of that timeout thing we're talking about, but it's, it's, it's accessing your inner heart, if you will, and your gut and your brain. So they're all at a still point so that you can be open to be able to be shown what's happening in your body and what's happening in your environment so that you don't go into that fear driven response. So it it really is as simple as just stopping everything, going somewhere where you can be still and breathing and breath really does what Breath does at a scientific level, and there's so much. I mean, everyone is every you know medical establishment. Every you know, every, everyone knows that breath is super powerful for mm-hmm. um, for helping to still yourself. But what it does scientifically, when you do deep breathing, is it diffuses neuropeptides throughout your whole system. It actually rides on your cerebral spinal fluid, mm-hmm. and um, it gets distributed through your whole body. And so it, it literally grounds your system. And mm. when somebody's in a fear response, they have rapid breathing, they have a rapid heart rate. And um, what we're trying to do is slow everything down and get to the mm. heart of things. So when I say stop, breathe, receive, the receive part of it is just like, it's kind of what I was saying before, like we can't, we have to be in a surrender space when we're like that. We're... Mm. We're, we want to control everything when we get afraid, want to control everything. 
And the deeper work is to receive what you need at that moment. What do I need right now? What can I give? What can, what can I be open to receive that I'm not seeing? Um, so it's, it's a space of asking to be shown. And that could just be universal source energy. It could be God, if, you, if that's your belief structure. It could be your own soul. Like, what is my soul trying to show me? Um, mm-hmm. Everyone has different beliefs around that. But it, it's, less, it's less about putting you know, a, a title or a term to that. It's just, right. it's just higher, higher power stuff. So ask mm-hmm. to be shown what you need in I, that moment. I love that too, because I've done a lot of work in um, adult children of dysfunctional families, um, also known as adult children of alcoholics. And what they model that they use was just sort of like getting to know your inner child and like doing a lot of inner child work was kind of this notion of like every opportunity can be an opportunity to reparent yourself. And I love that you're bringing mm-hmm. the depth of that. It was like, you know, yes, this moment is very different from any moment you've had ever, but it also maybe mirrors a, an experience that you've had as a younger child that you get the opportunity to show up for yourself in a way you wished a parent could have, or that you wish you could have shown up differently. So how do you, um, speaking of like going deeply, right? Like how can you see, or do you see the connection between sort of the pandemic, the being shut inside and also like maybe some of the trauma responses or the things that are coming up that people are faced with and like the inner child work? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So on a really deeper level, this is a respiratory virus. It mm-hmm. attacks, you know, most of the people who are in the advanced stages of it, they have to be on a respirator. And the lungs are actually a place in the body that contain that holds sadness. Um, so every organ of your body holds a different, ener- the energy of a different emotion. And mm-hmm. grief and sadness are housed in the lungs. So, um, wow. So collectively, we're dealing with sadness, and um, what are, and like we just have to keep asking, what's this about? What's this about? What's this about for each person? Um, some people are more. We this is baffling scientists right now and medical professionals. Like why are some people succumbing to this, mm-hmm. while others aren't? You know, um, why are people asymptomatic that are really really unhealthy? And other people in full blown, like super healthy physically, and then they're like in the hospital, right? Wow, that's a it's a mystery. I have my own feelings around that. I I study a lot of things like epigenetics and neurogenesis, um, where it's there are ancestral indicators genetically, maybe markers we haven't identified yet in people where they're holding. Epigenetics talks about like you actually can hold unprocessed trauma of your ancestors mm-hmm. and it can skip several generations actually. But we are all right now, actually every human being on the earth, we are a literal manifestation of, you know, multi-generations before us that we are kind of the cleanup crew. We're here to, to shift it. We're here mm-hmm. to change it. We're here mm-hmm. to pioneer a new way. So it's going to show up in the physical body. Um, so that's one way to look at it. But regardless, we all have a um, unprocessed trauma, no matter if it's going to give us, the, or if we're going to get the virus or not. Every single person is holding unprocessed trauma. Some of it's yours, mm-hmm. some of it's what you've walked through, and 
and a, a lot of it is actually from what you've inherited through your ancestral lines. Um, yes, uh, yes. I've, I uh, love that. I've done a lot of that, like healing your own lineage as well. And so when we talked about like, is healing complex and complicated? I love that you're just adding that next layer, kind of like, is this actually physically yours? Or are you healing the trauma and the grief and sadness of your ancestors? And, you know, I've, I've also heard and had people um, just working with a therapist and clients just is this yours and like yeah. do you need to keep it and hold on to it and does that serve yeah. you and um, that helps you not yeah. take it so personally when you have yeah. really dark emotions coming up you're like why am I so messed up why mm-hmm. you know what is wrong with me why can't I get it together well guess what everyone's feeling that way yeah so why do you in your opinion why do you feel that strong women often feel so lost or empty or burdened or disconnected um, in general? Well, yeah, part of it is that collective feminine. Mm-hmm. If you start study like Carl Jung, he talks about the collective unconscious. Um, so we have our own issues and then we have stuff we're carrying that the world is dealing with really. So women um, are rising up and the consciousness is shifting, but we have a lot of, of trauma as a gen, you know, as our inner gender. Um, so a lot of really strong women who are feeling the call to like be teachers or healers in some way, or, you know, in whatever domain, right. They, um, are the ones that's kind of work that are kind of working through this because they're the ones that are on the front lines saying, yes, I want, I want it to be different. I want to, I want to shift. I want to help people. So when you say yes to that and you have the strength in you, you're, you're going to be confronted with the collective sadness and the collective, um, trauma that women in general have felt. I, I actually interviewed someone on my podcast named Dr. Valerie Ryan, and she um, has her PhD in transpersonal psychology. She, she, she sees a lot of clients. And she has written this book called Patriarchy Stress Disorder. And mm. it's really fascinating. It's about how all women have been wounded this way. And we all are carrying this like feminine wound of not being able to completely express ourselves as um, in our full, with our full gifts, with our voice, um, with our contribution in general, just being like the new way of the feminine or the intuition or even spirituality or compassion or any of these qualities of the feminine have been kind of undermined by the patriarchy, if you will. So that's Mm -hmm. one, one way to look at it. But just to go deeper, strong women suffer because they feel disconnection. They feel disconnection mm. from their true nature, their true soul work in the world, world, or they attach too much to others and make it about others, how others think and feel. We're natural nurturers, so we'll mm. nurture everyone around us before we'll actually start to really nurture ourselves. Mm. And um, so there's a lot of, we feel resentment too about that. Like, oh, I never get time to myself. I never do, you know, I never get to take, you know. And we actually get to choose that. We, we have the power mm-hmm. to, to put that out in our environment and say, I'm choosing me. I'm choosing to clear my emotions. I, and you model that. That's the deeper, that's the most courageous work in the entire world is to model your own emotional um, and manage your own emotional well-being. 
to show that in, in your home and with your sphere of influence, how you're doing that. So what, like, what would you say are kind of like applicable things given again, that we're all in lockdown in our own houses and, um, you know, maybe some women are alone or with, you know, roommates and maybe some women are with their families, but what are ways that they could practice um, doing exactly what you're saying now and in making that time since everything's basically off the table and we have more yeah. time than we've ever had. Like, how do we, what do we start applying or practicing? Yeah, great. Um, so having a daily regimen, I hate the word regimen because it sounds so like ugh, boring and dull and, mm. um, but it's just basically creating a foundation to start your day. Mm-hmm. So even setting your, I mean, a lot of people are just not even setting their alarm clocks right now. Like it's just, mm-hmm. but I usually tell people set your alarm clock for 15 minutes earlier, just 15 minutes. And mm-hmm. in that time, your, your goal is to nourish yourself and your goal is to connection. So connecting within, connecting to source within, not all of the things outside of you that need done. So basically, it's just a new habit. It's, it's taking each area like spirit, mind, body, and um, the, the amount of time could expand. You could go up to an hour if you want or, or not, mm-hmm. but it's the same morning ritual each day. And it could be, um, part of this has to be gratitude. Like look, literally Mm. looking around you and going, okay, the world might be falling down. (laughs) Seemingly, it's actually not. Mm -hmm. But what do I have to feel gratitude for? What do I have? Okay, my, like if you can't think of anything, like look at your hand. Okay, I got my five fingers, right? Literally train yourself to look at the wins and victories or the things that are going Mm -hmm. right. Mm -hmm. And then a lot of people like to employ some kind of, language, like an affirmation, um, like I am enough, I'm worthy, I forgive my, those kind of things are really powerful to the subconscious. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just, I would, I tell people state five things. So state three things you're grateful for, and then five affirmations. And the reason I say mm-hmm. do the gratitude first, because it gets you in the highest vibratory state. Mm-hmm. Gratitude mm-hmm. is an opener, it's an expander, and it actually raises your energetic vibration more than almost anything you can do. So that when you're when you are raised in your gratitude the gratitude of vibration, then you're ready to do the affirmations. It lands in your subconscious more powerfully. Um, and I know this is awkward, but the third thing I tell people to do is to make eye contact in the mirror with themselves. Even at first, it's going to be like, "Oh my gosh, no! It's so stupid." This is, dumb. <laughs> <laughs> this is my leftover makeup. Oh man, I thought I got that. Yeah, and people—it's interesting. People get emotional. Sometimes they'll giggle. Cry. Sometimes people Ooh. will cry. Yeah, and, and it's mm-hmm. super awkward, and that's okay. It's normal. Mm-hmm. So just stick with mm-hmm. it. Push beyond your comfort zone and be willing to create that nourished relationship with your soul, with yourself. Mm. Um, and this in turn can really create success in your outer domain. So that whole process, three things you're grateful for, you know, five affirmations. Um, if you're prone to depression, or if you're prone to anxiety, make sure your affirmations are the opposite of that state. Like I am at peace. I feel mm. joy. Mm-hmm. Um, I source joy, you know, whatever lands in you that needs to be reprogrammed that should be that should be kind of the basis for your affirmations and then at night like having a ritual at night it can be really powerful so 
this could, I love to use essential oils. I have a diffuser right by my bed. Um, mm-hmm. Mel is a portal to the subconscious, like no mm-hmm. other. It gets into the limbic system. Mm-hmm. So I, I say put one thing down in writing that, it, that happened to you that was powerful that day in any way, shape, or form, even if it was something seemingly traumatic or something. But it, everything, we have to train ourselves to see how things are working for our good. So putting that in writing um, and then just a day in review of, again, the gratitude. Like, um, but it's just, it's just really what we're doing is creating deliberate, this deliberate creation. We're not at the mercy of what's happening. We actually have some semblance of power, inner mm-hmm. power around what's crumbling around us. What's crumbling around us are structures that don't serve. We're going to see, and it's not just me that says this, I've been hearing this over and over with spiritual thought leaders, even some um, people that are in the, in the main sector of these structures, they're saying, you know, even religious structures, government schools, everything is going to change right now. We're, see, we're going to see um, a power differential that's going to go down. Um, if there's not equal visibility between the masculine and feminine, men and women in, in structures and equal like feminine and masculine energy, they're going to go down. Um, and what I mean by that is they're, they are going to go through their own rebirth and their own dissolution of illusion. <laughs> right. Yeah, absolutely. So, I, so there's so much there. Um, two things I want to touch on. Um, it's so funny because when I hear uh, like that nourishing yourself, I'm all, I'm immediately like, oh, what should I be eating? And it, it, it's funny because then I think of like, um, it's a slippery slope because you want nourishing food, but then there's also this like emotional eating and, you know, how do we turn to food for a spiritual connection and not sort of the summing out like emotional coping? Um, how do we make that powerful and like a permanent transition? Because I wasn't even on your radar. And then I'm like, wait, when do I talk about food? So as someone who's used emotional eating or uh, who's that's sort of always been my vice and I've always worked and I'm consciously working through that. What do you have to share about that sort of Mm. um, relationship during this time? Yeah. Yeah. So it's, again, it's the the impulse and then the um, behavior, you know, we have that gap Mm. in between where we're like turd, like, okay, my normal go-to is to grab food. Mm-hmm. recognizing and recognizing that in the act of it, right? Like um, the body will always tell you right before you're about to do something it doesn't like. That's just the intelligent nature of the body. Um, <laughs> I think I turned that part off. It's fine though. It's fine. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, we do. Everybody does it. Yeah, we, we do. We get numb, but here's the deal. There will be something in you that mm-hmm. it's like, hmm, I wonder if that's the best choice. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Every, almost every time. Okay. That, that one's there. That, that one's yeah. there. <laughs> yeah. And usually we're shaming ourselves in it and you can't have shame. That's like, so if you look at, um, there's a, there's a researcher named David Hawkins who calibrated, um, scientifically the energy of different emotions and the lowest energetic vibrational emotion was shame. The highest was gratitude. That's why I tell people to start their day with gratitude mm-hmm. um, and to look for things that we are always shaming ourselves and it drops our mm-hmm. vibration incredibly. And emotional eating is a big one for that. Um, we've been trained to 
we've been trained that food is love because when we cried, we, we got a bottle put in our mm, mouth or whatever mm-hmm. when we were younger. So it started way, way, way young, right from birth. And, and now we get to look at, okay, nourishment versus eating. Um, mm. What can I put in my environment that really feel that I like that's nourishing also that I like? Um, and, and how can I, do this little gap response in a, in a, in a more nourishing way. When you do those things in the morning, like look in the mirror and say gratitude and, and affirmations over time, you're filling yourself to the point where there's less of a stranglehold on unconscious behaviors mm-hmm. like emotional eating and different things, because you get this little reminder. I'm, I deserve more than this. I deserve to be mm-hmm. nourished. I deserve mm-hmm. to be sustained. Um, and I am grateful that I, that I have that and that I have this indicator in my body that leads me mm. to different ways of being. Cause it, it, you know, cause there's this guidance system we have inside that's always trying to orient us to the biggest and best choice for our soul growth and our, our physical health. I, I love that because it makes me think of this example because I've, I, again, I've been working on emotional eating maybe the last five years that, it's like anytime life feels hard, I just like want something sweet. And mm-hmm. I, I think my coach asked me once, like, what kind of sweetness like are you craving and not just like on the tongue? And like, how do you give yourself that sweetness? And I just was like, oh, oh, oh got it. Like, you think you want physically sweet food. However, like, how can you just be like, emotionally sweet to yourself and just reminding myself it's going to be okay and like showing myself mm-hmm. has mm-hmm. completely like maybe 90% of the time eliminated my like emotional eating to like sweet things and just really mm-hmm. that was so powerful for me because I realized I don't need anything sweet I mean I don't even think your body needs sugar but it was like Oh, I just wanted to be nice to myself because I'm always a perfectionist that's so hard on myself all the time. Like, yeah, yeah, totally. Totally. And when we can give that to ourselves, it's like that just dissipates. So I love that you're really, um, really pointing to that as well. And I thought that that was a cool example based on what you're talking about. Um, Yeah, and you are a strong woman, strong woman. And so that's kind of going what we were saying before like, strong women suffer. And I include myself in this. I'm on this, I'm on mm-hmm. this team because we don't take the time to really, we're so driven to like be influencers and help people mm-hmm. um, and to, you know, heal the planet. Literally, like we have this huge heart and this huge right. um, mission and, and purpose. You know, we're very purpose driven that way. So strong women suffer because we want to put our energy out. And then that's yep. masculine energy. The feminine energy is like, how can I source that energy inside and bring oh. that love in? Yeah, because I think of too, like, and anybody who's listening, like when you start your day, I'm this person and I've, I've recently, um, in the last year, created sort of like a morning routine for myself. But it's like, when you hit the alarm or the alarm goes off and you've got 10 minutes to get out the door, like it's almost like you set up your whole day to be that frazzled, like kinetic, like, ah, like just catching yeah. up and like breathing through the day of like, where did it all go? There's the difference of like when you have an extra half hour, like you're saying 15 minutes, you can like breathe first. And then you're right. kind of like remembering to breathe before you do each kind of thing. And it's the world of a difference. 
So if you've ever noticed a day and maybe, you know, you've forgotten about them since we've all been locked down for three weeks, but um, when you slow down in the morning, like that literally ripples into your entire day. Um, and, and think of, you know, if you can look at what are the two days that you've had that are polar difference and how do they turn out? Um, huge. So my sort of last question, um, is like, okay, so if we can notice like, Hey, we're having deep emotions, like, Hey, like, okay, what's my tool belt filled with? Like, all right, maybe this is some mine, some isn't like, how would our world be able to change if we knew that we had this like authentic powerful connection to our body to our soul to the divine and to others like how would that impact us where we are today right now yeah so wow it would be everything if we didn't disassociate from our bodies we'd all be awake we'd all be aware mm-hmm. um it would be just reality it would just be like no illusion. Like just people are just mm. in and they're like, I get it. I feel it. I see it. I know it. So, but we, Sounds like freedom. we yeah, it's, it, it is very liberating and it's also very empowering. So it's like, mm-hmm. okay, I can stand a, as a true source. Cause I'm lined up. I've got the inner alignment. I have this knowing I'm not perfect. I'm still superhuman. I still get triggered. I still have to manage fear on all of that. However, I, it, I'm in alignment. I'm in my body. I'm grounded to the earth. I'm here. I'm listening. I'm, I'm awake. If, if everyone could sustain that state or know how to get there, mm-hmm. um, it would be like, you would really be able to show up for, we'd all be able to show up for each other. We'd all be one. We'd all have unity consciousness. We'd all feel connected, but you can create that right now. You can create it in your body right now. You can create it with your mm-hmm. closest relationships and mm-hmm. even with your greater tribe. Like I have, so my business is Stand, Speak, Shine. Um, and I have, um, for your listeners, a free offering. You can just go to standspeakshine.com. And I teach people how to do that, how to, how to get right in. I have a fun, like, multi-sensory downloadable free healing kit that just, like, act- helps you to activate all your sensory portals. Um, and it really, it really, that's what gets you in your body is your senses. When you ground I, I, your senses. Yeah. Yes. That, that's clear as day, plain English. We've been talking about how our mind makes up fear and all of the stuff of how to get out of your mind and get into your body. Boom. Like, thank you for creating a free giveaway, like this multi-sensory healing kit, because hello, like all of our stressors are worry or thoughts or the things right. that were the fear that you're saying. And like to be so plain English of like, get in your body and to like, oh, mm-hmm. wow. Like, thanks for boiling that down. Um, Her healing kit literally has a three-minute feminine power meditation, a 30-second breathing exercise, simple yoga poses you can do. You have a smoothie recommendation. A smoothie (laughs) recipe. Yeah, you got to activate the sense of taste. So that's where the smoothie comes in. (laughs) Yeah. And these are also not easy, but they're so, like, simple that they seem applicable. Like, I'm like, oh, I like smoothies. One yeah. pose, done, 30 seconds, or oh, three-minute yeah. uh, meditation. Amazing. Yeah, so I just tried to come up with things that could employ all the senses. And mm-hmm. it really, like you said, like it's, so, it's all about sensory anchoring. That's what gets us in the body. And if you're in the body, you have a knowing. You're in your wisdom source. Like, that's it. It's, it's right there. You'll know what to do. 
I thank you so much for your generosity. Like I'm so blown away. I appreciate the heart, the wisdom that you've brought, um, every corner that we've touched on, the call forward that you have for all women during this planetary rebirth and pandemic um, and the healing kit. Like, thank you for being a woman that's so strong and standing up and modeling that for so many as we're all impacted by what's happening. Um, it's just been such an honor and a gift to have you on. And, and I can't, um, I can't thank you enough. Thank you mm. so much for your time here today. That's thank so you. kind of you to have me. Thank you. I've really enjoyed our discussion. Absolutely. And listeners, please meet yourself where you are. If you can try one of these a week, um, check out her website, www.standspeakshine.com. Please reach out to her. We have the links in the um, bio on where she, you can find her um, and reach out, get supported, have conversations. She's also has a podcast. Please check out that, Women Seeking Wholeness. Um, and yes, uh, continue to be inspired. Every time you listen to a podcast, it raises your vibration. And during this time, we need anything we can to continue to raise the vibration mm. of our entire planet. Uh, mm. Thank you. Thank, thank you. Thank you. you so thank much. Thank you so much.